From the Nipty Studios and Grand Prize Productions comes a challenging new episode of Tales from the Trenches, dramatizations of cases ripped from the advance sheets. Today's episode, Is That Admissible? Welcome, friends, to another exciting edition of everybody's favorite guessing game. Is that admissible? I'm your host, Jack Ryan. Today, we have a panel of celebrity experts here to figure out if a piece of evidence is admissible at trial. Let's meet our panel now, shall we? First, everybody's favorite supervisor and the go-to mentor with all the answers, it's the boss. Thank you, Jack. It's a real pleasure to be here. Good to have you, boss. Next, you'll remember this celebrity from her unforgettable roles, such as the Vixen from Tales from the Trenches, Episode 11, The Mystery of the Sleeping Juror. Please give a warm welcome to Trixie. Oh, thank you, Jack. So good of you to have me. The pleasure is all mine, Trixie. And finally, fresh off his scene-stealing role as the ghost horse in Tales from the Trenches Episode 7, The Ichabod Incident, please welcome America's sweetheart, Bellicosa! <laughs> Why, thank you, Bellicosa. Yes, I have lost weight. So good of you to notice. Well, let's dive right in, shall we? The game is simple. From the clues given by our guest litigant, our distinguished panel of experts will have the chance to determine if a piece of evidence or a statement would be admissible at trial. Is everybody ready? You oh. bet. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get going. Wonderful. Let's start the game. Today's contestant seeking to admit something into evidence is ADA Hamilton Berger. Welcome, Hamilton. May I call you Ham? I, actually, I, I prefer to be called Hamilton. Wonderful. Okay, Ham. If you can convince two of our three panelists to admit your evidence, you win. But beware of objections. Objection! When you hear that sound, you'll need to respond to the objection. What will you be trying to admit into evidence today, Ham? It's Hamilton. And uh, I have a statement I'd like to admit, Jack. All right, panel. Get your statement reviewing hats on. Ham, you're up. Tell us about your situation. Please, it's, it's Hamilton. Okay, here's the situation. During a jury trial where the defendant is charged with attempted murder, assault in the first degree, and criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, the mother of the victim was testifying about what the victim told her about the incident. Objection! All right, Ham, you didn't get very far. Hannah, any guesses as to the nature of this objection? Well, Jack, that'd be a hearsay objection. Right you are, boss. Can anyone remind the folks at home what hearsay means? 
<laughs> That's right, Bellicosa. Hearsay is a statement made out of court, introduced for the truth of its content, that is being testified to by someone other than the declarant, meaning the person who actually made that statement. Well played, boss. Over to you, Ham. What's your response to the objection? Well, there's an exception to the hearsay rule that allows me to admit this statement. It's called the excited utterance exception. And in this case, the victim's mother testified that when the statement was made, the victim was visibly upset, crying, and anxious. Because of that, the statement should be admitted, as the declarant's excitement would keep him from being able to fabricate. And accordingly, the statement is reliable. All good points, Ham. Ham Ham-Alton. Hamilton. Objection! (gasps) Oh, Hammy, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure I buy that this is an excited utterance. I mean, after all, before the victim made the statement to his mother, he went and picked up his young son. Then he went to his mother's house and made the statement 30 minutes after the shooting. I don't see how this can be an excited utterance after that much time has passed. Great point, Trixie. However, the law is clear. In determining whether a statement is admissible as an excited utterance, the timing of the statement is not the sole factor. The primary question that the court must answer in determining the admissibility of the statement is whether the person was still under the stress and excitement of the startling event. So here, despite the 30-minute interval between the shooting and the statement, the evidence is that the victim was still under the stress of the event and appeared upset and crying. Thus that, and the fact that he picked up his son before going to his mother's house, does not suggest that he fabricated his statement or that he was not under the stress of the event. Strong comeback, very strong. Ham, anything further? Hamilton, H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N. Hamilton, how hard is that? No, 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 nothing further. That's my argument. Then, panel, it's time to vote. Are we admitting the statement as an excited utterance? Well, I vote yes. It's admissible because the declarant is still under the stress of the event and thus couldn't fabricate that statement. Oh, I'm so sorry, hamster. 30 minutes is a bit much for me. And so for that reason, it's a no for me. (gasps) That means it all comes down to Bella Corsa. What do you say, trusty steed? Interesting. Bellicosa points out that it's not the time that matters most, it's whether or not the declarant is under the stress of the event. And Bellicosa further points out that there are other cases that hold that 30 minutes is not too long a period of time in which to find that a statement is an excited utterance. So, Bellicosa votes yes, and the statement comes in as an excited utterance. Well, how did you feel, Ham? I'd feel a lot better if you called me Hamilton. You bet, Ham. Jeez.
afraid that's all the time we have today on Is That Admissible? Thanks to our guest litigant, Hamburger. You see, that's why it's Hamilton. For the boss, Trixie, and of course, Bellicosa. <laughs> I'm Jack Ryan, wishing you a pleasant day, and may all your evidence be admitted. This has been another thrilling episode of Tales from the Trenches. This episode was based on People vs. Davis, decided on April 4th, 2023, in the First Department. For a list of other authorities relied on in this episode, and much more, visit the Tales from the Trenches page on Prosecutor's Encyclopedia. This episode was written, produced, directed, and performed by your friends here at Nifty. And don't forget to tell your friends about Tales from the Trenches, and subscribe to the Nifty Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And, in big news, yes, we are now on Spotify. So be sure to join us next time on Tales from the Trenches, when Trixie says... I'm so sorry I voted against you, Mr. Berger. Can I make it up to you and buy you a drink? Oh, may I call you Hammy? (laughs) Trixie, you can call me whatever you like. Until next time.